This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. your host for Fail Better. Today I welcome four badass girls with strong personalities. I don't know about you, but I kind of forgot what it felt like when I was six, 16 or 26 to feel like a total failure. That's why today Amanet, Lulu, Roman and Alba, all 15 and 11 years old, will share their viewpoints on failure and success. Roman's song Pile Driver Waltz by Arctic Monkeys talks about unhappy endings. You look like you've been for breakfast at the Heartbreak Hotel and set back poof by the pamphlets and the literature on how to lose. Do you remember the very first time you felt like failure, Roman? No. Not at all? You can't remember a time where you felt like this was not really great? I felt I really bad. I think so. Can any one of you remember the very first time you felt like you failed at something? Amanet, you seem to be nodding. Um, well, the first time I tried to dance, because my mum was forcing me, kind of, but I also wanted to do it, because, you know. And then um, when I saw myself on the video, I was like, oh my god, I'm so horrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to ask you, were you the only one thinking that, or do you think that other people thought the same? How did how I, did your mom react? What did your mom say? I don't know. She was kind of happy and laughing and everyone was just doing their own business. So I didn't actually know, but yeah. It's an interesting thing that Amalit is bringing up. Actually, the fact that Amalit thought that she was terrible, but actually we don't know if other people thought so. And mm. for what I'm thinking, I could imagine your mom thought you were doing great. Anyone else who could share in something on that, an experience on that? Alba? Hmm? Yes. Um, first time I failed. Gee, um, I don't. Oh, you think... felt like you failed. Well, I felt or you like felt I embarrassed. F- well, I felt embarrassed and I felt like I failed. I can't actually remember. Um, no, I don't actually remember. You don't. I don't. And Lulu, what about you? Did was there a time ever where you thought like this is really embarrassing, or I feel um, really bad about what I've done? Well, there was probably a lot of times before this, but I mean, I can't remember an exact moment. I guess because, like, when you're little, you're like parents or like everyone around you is quite supportive, and they're like, "Oh, it's fine. It's not that bad. You're just little. You can get away with it." But as you get older. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not not quite as um, able to shove it under the rug. Um, probably in like chemistry or something. Uh, I got like seventy on a test or something, and I was really sad about that. Why were you feeling sad? Because seventy is not bad. Well, I I worked quite hard on it. I thought, and the questions seemed fine like I thought oh I'm doing quite well but then it was quite a shock to find that I didn't do quite as well as I thought I did and yeah I guess I hadn't done too many tests and it's sort of I guess it depends on how much the test matters to you or whatever you did matters to you because yeah 
Does it make sense if I'm saying that it depends as well on the kind of expectations? Yes. That somehow yeah. if you have very high expectations and you're not meeting that expectation you've set yourself, you feel that you didn't do well, what you're exactly yeah, saying, yeah, because you exactly tell me that. I got 70, you were disappointed. I think, oh, well, that's actually quite good. I mean, I never had it much in chemistry, actually. <laughs> I always failed. Like, so, yeah. I had about that last year as well during lockdown at some point, a math test, and I got like 76 or 78 as well. And before that, the lowest score I'd gotten was like 96, Yeah. which is why I was like, ah, that's like 20% less than usual. That's not good. Um, and so obviously that's not the first time I was like, oh. But that was also a point where I was like, oh, this is not too good. So how do you bounce back from that? Because obviously we all have shared now a moment where we were not feeling too great about ourselves or not too proud. You're saying, Lulu, that obviously when we're smaller and when we're little, we can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> and people are supportive. And when we're older, people are more pointing at it. Mm -hmm. So how do we bounce back after, let's say, a disappointment? Um, I guess you just go, okay, that's life. And you just slowly, even if, even if it hurts, even if you like, even if you don't want to get back on your feet, you have to, because you know, you never, you can't go back in in time. That's, That's depressing, Alba. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sound like an old grandpa. But it's true. Mm -hmm. You guys can be an old couple. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me actually to my second question: Why do we become more scared and insecure when we grow older? Or is it just me being the middle-aged woman here in this room who no, thinks that no, we become more sure, scared? No, no, for sure, for sure. Why is that? Maybe it's yeah, like how you can get away with more when you're littler, and maybe the expectations being higher of like, oh, you're an adult now, you should be doing well or you're this age now and you should be at least doing this like this mm -hmm. yeah expectations are higher and you're no longer little and silly and you can't get away you can't with get it. away with it but the interesting part of it is i was talking to felicity who's a youth author and we were just thinking about the fact that when we're younger and littler if that's the correct word that we actually tend to try things out yes so yeah. by being more scared or being older mm. we're also probably like depriving ourselves from doing things so yeah. what do you think about that i Have guess it just becomes more real when you get older yeah because like we're adults in two years basically we're finished <laughs> at school we don't talk about that <laughs> and it's like hold on hold on this is all you've ever known and all of a sudden it's like oh there is I'll need to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. What is so daunting about this unknown or about this idea that you might, well, not that you might, that you will leave school? What is scary? What do you think, Amanet? I don't, I don't know. You don't know yet? No, well, it's I don't know really yet, Why would you want to leave your parents home? You get free food, free I lodging. <laughs> they clean up, they clean your clothes. What, what's wrong yeah, with, what's why would, why would you want to leave? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, there's also a lot of, I would say, perks with freedom and growing older, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's true. You get, you, your... don't get, you, don't get, you don't get free food and don't get yeah. free lodging. Yeah. I so. suppose it's like a lack of support. Like you feel mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm an adult now. Now I have to do everything myself and be a grown up because you see your parents and you're like, okay, they're adults. Therefore, mm -hmm. that is how I'm going to have to act when I'm an adult. Oh, 18 is an adult. I have to act like that when I'm 18. Okay. Well, I don't know. I can, if I can reassure you, Lulu, I'm 47 <laughs> very soon and I still have no clue. Okay. So, 
It's just all acting. Good to up. know. <laughs> I think also because it's almost like a build-up, you kind of realize at some age, huh? Okay, NCA. It's actually kind of building. You do that to prepare yourself for university, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, hold on, year one prepares you for level year two, and year three, and then year four. And then you realize, oh, all of that actually just prepares you for university. Yeah. So it kind of feels like a big thing. Mm, like all of school is preparing you for adulthood. Yeah. It's all leading up to it. And for one job. Yeah, and so you kind of realize, oh, I'm halfway through my schooling. Hold on. Mm. I just was wondering, like, you're saying very interesting things there. School is raising you, helping you for adulthood and for one job. Are mm. they doing a good job at this? Now comes the critical hard tough question. Now is the moment to say, are, are schools doing a good job at this? Do you feel mm. at 18 you're coming out? Are you prepared? Or is university actually doing a good job at this? What do you think? Well, I've never been at university. Yeah, we've never been at university. What's your impressions? What are your impressions? Do you think like, okay, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be ready for it? I think with that, our school is a bit different because we just already self-manage. But what I've heard from other people It's like, oh, they feel all of a sudden in university, they need to do everything by themselves. Yeah, there's no pushing or pressure yeah. or anything. And I think our school already kind of does that now. Mm-hmm. It's if you want help, you need to go look for it. You yeah. need to ask the right teachers. You need to really get out of your way to be able to find it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to do it independently. Of, yeah, there won't be someone going behind you and going, oh, you're not doing this, you should be doing it now, and you should be doing, you know, mm-hmm. there's no real... Total freedom. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that works for some people, and you see that very well. It works for some people, and mm. it really doesn't for others. Yeah, and yeah, our school eighteen percent pass rate. <laughs> um, well, I that's that reassuring. Shows, yeah, I think that shows how many like the number of people who are capable of actually managing yeah. themselves, who are there, who are supposed to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. are pre- like they are minority, and so I suppose. In other schools, going to university would be that kind of shock as well. Mm. Like, oh, now I have to do things by myself. And only a very small amount of the population are kind of capable of doing that. I see uh, Amanat nodding a lot. So um, my question is to you, Amanat. As a parent, I'm going to ask you a very important question. We normally think we know it better because we've been here for a bit longer. <laughs> What do you think is actually the right attitude if we see, for example, that you might, let's say, hurt yourself or fail at something or something might not go as well? Should we actually step up and tell you, Amanet, don't do this. I think this is not going to go well. Or should we actually be more on the back and let you have the experience? What would you prefer? What do you think is the way to go as a parent? Well, I mean, maybe you should let it go and let the person actually realize that is not what to do. So next time you realize that's not what you do, and then maybe ask your parents for some support, you know, and what should I do, you know, you know. (laughs) I'm not sure I totally do know, but I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's about basically like having a bit of that freedom and yeah. maybe asking for feedback. What are your yeah. thoughts on that, Lulu? Oh, well, it's interesting <laughs> because like as a parent, obviously you'd want to save your kids from any heartache mm. and stress and hurt and 
you just want to make sure that they're happy. But I mean, the kid needs to learn, don't climb up that random thing, otherwise you're going to fall down and hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's finding the balance, I think, of going, look, my kid is going to get really hurt if they do this. Maybe I should step in. Or maybe, oh, they should learn not to do this. And the pain, it's weighing whether the pain and the learning, like, is in balance mm-hmm. because they have to, if it's just, if they're just going to hurt themselves and not learn anything, then it's, I guess you don't really want them to experience that. I guess there's a difference between like climbing up a tree and throwing yourself into a meat grinder. You probably <laughs> want to stop your child from going yes, near exactly. things where they could like seriously hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think this is already quite extreme. And I mean, going to butchery. Okay, but climbing up a tree could fall. You could hurt yourself. Yeah. But also, if it's not a big tree, then they should be able to make their own experiences because otherwise yeah. they're not going to learn. Yeah, and you don't yeah. want, like, a 30-year-old being like, oh, I'm free, let's, like... Let's fly! <laughs> <laughs> I want to fly, let's climb up a tree and jump to see what happens. Oh, let's try the meat grinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, um, that's how common sense probably develops because mm-hmm. you kind of realise, oh, I've done this, this is kind of similar to that. Should if, I do it? Yeah, if A went wrong and B is similar to A, B will probably go wrong too, so... That's mm. learning, if we yeah. let you do it. And yeah. if you've never done A, you'd be like, oh, well, B should be fine, so therefore let's jump off a tree Yeah. <laughs> see I what mean, happens. Can... Mistakes are the great way to learn, right? So mm. you mm-hmm. think, oh, let's let this kid make mistakes so that they can learn from it, mm. but it's just... Making sure that they don't hop into the meat grinder. Um, Alba, you have picked a song, Little Sister, by Elvis Presley. It's actually a rather grim look at sisterhood. <laughs> so my question here to all of you older and younger sisters, is it always that vicious and competitive between sisters? Oh, we've got I'll start with... Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Two older and two younger sisters. So I'll start oh. with Alba, because it was Alba's song yes. for this podcast. So I think what actually happened is, um, I was listening to the radio, I can't remember what channel it was, but anyway, I was listening to the radio, and then that song came up, and there's two words, well, no, maybe three, I don't know, but um, these words really m- remind me of a man. She's mean and she's evil. That's very <laughs> vicious. So, so, yeah, it's vicious, but when I heard it, I was like, yep, that's Roman. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lulu, you as the younger sister, yeah. I would like to hear your feedback on that. Is it really mean and vicious? Well, I mean the older sister. I mean, sometimes, of course, not the younger one. sometimes because I mean, you gotta, you gotta realize. Look, they have had to deal with me when I was little. They've had to like take a step back from the parent and be like, look, you kind of need the parent more right now. So I, I understand that, but like sometimes they do just are mean and evil, as yeah. you said. <laughs> See? Because they're just they're just angry at you. And it's fine because that's what builds character. 
And so about you, Amand, you being the older sister and Roman, yeah, you both being We need to step up sister. here. Oh. <laughs> so I what mean, do you think as an older sister? How do you feel about that? The younger sibling mm-hmm. gets away with most of the things. Mm. Yes. <laughs> No. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we get yes. told off a lot. What a do lot. you think, Roman? Oh, do I you agree. agree with yeah, Roman, yeah, yeah. The younger and sibling Alba's gets away. Alba's a little snitch as well. <laughs> I still haven't snitch. forgotten the carrot story, <laughs> Alba. Seriously. The younger siblings are snitches. Yeah. Really? We cover yes. up and we're like, okay, I did this when you were younger, so I'll help you get away with it. Mm, and then whenever yeah. we do anything, and then you guys are like, oh, actually. Blah, 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 has done this and this and this. And you're like, oh, throw you out of a window. I mean, seriously, I Albert. So that's the mean that and one. evil right there. Yeah, see? <laughs> I would like to ask you as well, do you think that we as parents um, make lots of mistakes, maybe by comparing you? Do you have the feeling sometimes we put you up into a competition or not? Yeah. Or do you feel like mm. we love you just for who you are? Amanet, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, sometimes they do, but not most of the time. Like, they do like me for who I am, and same with my brother, but my brother does get away with a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) What do you feel, um, Alba? Me? Oh, right. Um, um, I guess... um, I guess we do get compared sometimes. I mean, it's hard not to get compared to your sister. I mean, when you're little, you look up to your sister like this big god, you know. Yeah. Oh. Like, you know you, originally. Yeah, originally. <laughs> yeah, when you're like... They become mortal eventually. Yeah, when you're like... When you're like four or five years old, you're like t- tiny, and then there's this, like this huge giant that's holding your hand. Yeah, you look up to him like... Like that, and you want to be exactly like them, and I think like them and I think that's why lots of little siblings copy their older siblings because they want to be exactly like them it's yeah. their role model you know mm. so Roman how does it feel to well to know that you've been a role model <laughs> no. for a very limited period of time before <laughs> you became ambitious well I remember when Alda would do everything I told her and then one day she learned how to say no and that was very sad <laughs> um, but I mean, in general, we're basically polar opposites, which means I don't really feel like we have that problem. And as the oldest, you do have the advantage that you kind of set about, like, expectations, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You kind of go along and go, oh, I can do whatever I want because I've got nothing. No one has done this before mm. me. Yeah. But I guess at that point, you also have, because you're setting those expectations, you kind of have, you're comparing yourself to yourself, almost. Mm. Like, if you had an older sibling, you'd be like, okay, I'll just try and do better than them. <laughs> Whatever that is. Except that when you're the oldest, you're kind of like, oh, I've got nothing to compare myself to. So let's just do as good as I can. Except there is no real limit, I guess. Because at yeah. that point, your expectation is like 100%. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Which... It's interesting to hear that that actually you're you're putting the standard quite high for what I'm hearing because you say like there's a hundred percent there I hear it so that's a very high standard. Well, I mean, now you start of kind of having your average and then that just kind of becomes your thing. But. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm actually hearing that we're not doing too bad as parents then. We're not doing too bad. We're good well, enough at telling you we love you for exactly who <laughs> yeah. you are. And we're not like trying to... Well, I guess with this it's easier because I'm like math and science and Elba is... Drama and art. Art and stuff. Mm. Okay. And so... But I, I guess like with I, that, with music as well, with violin, mm. I think you guys were a lot more willing to be like, oh, Elba piano, it's a lot easier, I guess. Because Alba's like associated with music, whereas like I've always wanted to play violin and it took a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, I've I've heard really, um, I've heard parents that are very comparing their kids mm-hmm. to even themselves, and I thought that was just really terrible. Yeah, that's like not good. there was this yeah. there was this kid who was like kind of struggling in karate class and then the parents like, Oh, you could do way better. I could do better than you and I haven't even oh, done awful. it before and I was just thinking that That's is... definitely not going to help to Especially if you don't do success. it. That's yes, just exactly. like what the hell. <laughs> And unfortunately, we'll have to, well, slowly start to wind up here. But I was wondering, in 2035, where do you see yourself? And how would it be, oh, well, you know, what old. would be a picture of success in 2035? You're then about 26. So where do you see yourself? Um... I would like to have an apartment in New York, but I see that's probably not going to work out. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's very expensive, but... Um, yeah, win the lottery. It's simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, I have no idea, actually, I guess. Okay, anybody has an idea where you would be in about 15 years and what would be that picture of success? Well, we have, like, four plans. Yeah, we've got we've got plan A, plan B, and plan C, and plan D. Okay, yeah. let's go yeah. for plan A and plan D. I want to hear A, like, I would say probably, like, the top <laughs> thing, yeah. and then plan D. So what is plan A for you guys? Obviously, Uni, yeah. University. Medicine and, yeah. How long is it? It's like... Four years. I don't know how yeah. long veter- veterinary studies are. I yeah, no hopefully I would have finished that. Well, if I want to be a surgeon, which probably won't happen, but then I'd still be at uni because that's like eleven <laughs> years. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so that was Plan A. So really, I would say top-notch university yeah, plan degree. Plan D. Plan D. What plan is Plan D? D? What was it? This could be the one. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be in the basement yeah. making yeah. YouTube videos. We'll be in, about... um, in your grandparents' basement. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah because yeah. they have a basement. Yeah. Making YouTube videos. On how to play games. Yeah, on how to games. play board games. Well, yeah. look, there's... We'll be in um... our track pants. Yeah, and... we'll be... In the basement. Haven't seen the sun in years. Yeah. We'll just What's be that? there like... With an old tablecloth that we found in the corner that yeah. the grandma had discarded well, at some point. Yeah, Steve Jobs and many of those freaks started out in basements and garages. So yeah, there's I mean that will be us, there. except we'll probably stay in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Amanda, 2035? Well, I want to still keep on doing art. Mm-hmm. You know, pictures and paintings, but I'm more into drawing and my sketchbook. So you would be into arts totally. Yeah, I, I hopefully COVID cools down, cools down a bit. Oh and yeah, yeah, that would be lovely. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, um, and I would also like to travel, you know, mm-hmm. around the world and 
be very artsy. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and also I want to draw, like, the main things of each, you know, mm-hmm. country thing. Yeah. Okay. So I want to try to do that, but I don't think so I will be able to. Um, but, yeah. You have to keep on dreaming and not give up because the truth is you just don't know. Just yeah. go for it. I would like to say thank you to you all. This is Tanya for Fail Better and thank you for listening. I would want to say as well, it was very interesting to hear that as parents and adults, we're not doing too bad when we have kids. I was expecting a harder <laughs> harder <laughs> feedback from you guys. Uh, we finished this program with Amanet's tribute to her little sister, Amber. It's a sassy little girl. She loves and you love her like crazy. And you miss her a lot because at the moment she's still in India. So I wish you all a fabulous week. And now we're going to listen to Lehanga. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Hey, Kadini, hundi, sorry, ah. Hey, Kadini, hundi, sorry,